No, but do we expect it? Yes. Yeah. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. I took a pre-workout today. How you feel? My spin class got canceled. Uh-huh. So then I went to a store and it was really hard not to buy things. <laughs> then I went to a store. You know when you go to a store? I love going to the stores. <laughs> I went to REI. <laughs> okay. That's more specific. Yeah. I went to REI and I got new spin shoes, which was good because honestly, I thought my spin shoes were going to break in this class because of just where they've been. Yeah. So. Where they've been emotionally, physically. <laughs> Just the space that they, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's well. Yeah, straps were not looking great. Mm -hmm. I was afraid my toe was gonna fly out. I was gonna like get a get a a a pedal to the leg. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess a store on pre workout is better than like a grocery store hungry. Yeah, I'm not. I don't get hungry on pre workout. In fact, I'm a little nauseous. Yeah, I mean, a lot of caffeine can yeah do that. Also, could we have another panic attack while we're recording? <laughs> Stay tuned and find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you're, if you're, uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is Almost Modern, Modern Life. Life, a podcast where we take a lot of pre workout. We just go and maybe have a panic attack, maybe have a great day, maybe have, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. It's gonna be an interesting show, guys. Uh, if you play a drinking game with our podcast, I think today would be a great day to play a drinking game mm. on how many times I can't say words. What's like? What's rule number one? If I mispronounce a word, oh, or can't say a word, yeah, or lose my train of thought, yeah, or talk really fast, that can be, or make lists. Oh. All right, yeah, just try not to get too frustrated. <laughs> you know what's so funny though what so i was on a work call and my the manager was saying frustrated and i was like god now that it's i know not... what's wrong it bothers me <laughs> it and it was always like you were it, i thought you were mispronounced. like but then you were like wait are there two r's in it Frustrated. Yes. It's still so hard to say in my mouth hole. <laughs> Frustrated. Frustrated. It feels like it's wrong. Well, like totally. Um, Sometimes it's so wrong, it's right. Frust. It sounds like I'm saying frustrated. Castrated. What? What? <laughs> no more get. No How did we get there? Uh, pre-workout. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. My table's very. Um, yeah, we did a power need hour. Need to wipe it. We did a power hour. We did a power hour. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's a lot of beer. Or in your I case, did Topo Chico hard Topo. seltzers because the first time I did it, I was fine. The second time, I was drunk. But also, like, I didn't pay for any drinks in Roundup, and I definitely had like three or four. So I don't know where they came from. 
because no one that I know That's... bought them for me. Oh. Uh, oh, were you well, just picking them up off the? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Ooh, that one's still got something in it. We have a strict policy here not to overserve. One of my bartender friends got me for one because I don't know why. Because I was like, oh, I went up to him and I was like, I don't know where my friends are and I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, no. And so he gave me another drink. Um, well, at least it was somebody you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, Ry- my, Ryan's friend, who's my neighbor, bought me a drink. Yeah. And then I straight up ghosted. I mean, same. I turned around, just walked out the door and didn't text anyone where I was going. I wanted you to think I was dying. I'm sorry. But then so I got tacos. Well, but I also ghosted. Mm-hmm. So. It's the beauty of living so close to these bars. And also, cause no one really worries about you because they're like, ah, he can get home. Yeah, it's, yeah, for me, it's two blocks. It's mm-hmm. like. Uh, that didn't stop me from having adventures on the way home, though. Uh, and by well, by adventures, I just mean on my way home, there was this guy who was trying to get his really drunk friend to like come with him. And he's like, "Come on, Leo, come on!" And Leo was not—he was clinging to a tree, not a big tree, like a small one of those small trees, like mm-hmm. um, like a like a twink like of a, a tree. myrtle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a twink tree. So I just I like tried to play along. I was like, "Come on, buddy, go with your friend." And he was like, "No," and I was like, "All right, I give up on you. Bye." Ah, <laughs> oh, God, nature is healing. Yeah, people are coming back. People are becoming a mess. Someone's putting gay crochet all over the neighborhood. Oh, I do love that. There's is there more than the one? Oh yeah, there's like five or six of them up. There's one in front of Mister Mister now. There's oh, another one over in front of Havana. Someone is, you know, those take some time. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm gonna be so upset when those ravel. But also, they're natural. I don't know if how long they're gonna last. Right, I have no idea. I'm just waiting for someone to like rip it off and make a um, whatever the Lorax makes. Hey! Oh! 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 Did you chop down this tree? Yeah. Doesn't make what? Snuggies. Oh, sn- uh, snoodles. S- shrugs. Oh, I almost said sneeches, but those are the things that have the stars on their bellies, or not. Oh uh snoods snoods yeah yeah that is a real word though uh snoods is a game snoods is is a fashion item oh okay so i don't know if they made it because of the lorax or yeah it's it's like a pretty old book so it feels weird that dr seuss would use a real world situation yeah for his book yeah but a snood is kind of like, if I'm correct, a snood is kind of like an uncut penis, like the foreskin. Snoods are a fantastic way to kind of wear your hair where you don't really have to style it so much. But over your head. It's like a scarf. Mm-hmm. But like a tube. Like a, Yeah, like an infinity scarf. But, yeah. But tighter. Truffla trees. <laughs> so, yeah, the, now we're just a podcast where Tyler reads random things out of the chat. <laughs> Truffula trees. Uh, yeah, those are the kinds of trees that you use to make snoots. Oh, I don't think those exist. I don't think so either. I mean, they could. Well, we, I, I've but truffles been don't grow on trees. Bitch. Truffles okay. grow on the ground. Well, bitch, bitch. You gotta bitch. have the pigs sniff them out. Um, I've started two shows. Yeah. One of which is evil. Uh-huh which I will not stop talking about because it's so good. Yeah. It's kind of spooky, scary. Uh-huh. Um, it's so interesting. Yeah. 
and dynamic. And I don't want to tell you anything because like, I feel like you have to absorb all of it. Mm -hmm. But one like really strange, like, you know, character background thing that they throw in uh, for the main character is one, she used to be a mountain climber. Okay. Before she was a forensic psychologist or whatever. And she has four daughters. Okay, why is that? Wait, why is that shocking? Because like, it's <laughs> it's just like two very like, you know, most of the time you don't see, you see like one, two or three kids, but like four daughters, all very much close in the same age. Um, like, it just seems like a very odd um, character choice. I mean, like, it's great. Um, they all kind of talk as a unit, which is kind of obnoxious, but it's obnoxious on purpose. But um, yeah, four little daughters for like this. She's not a single mom, but the dad is not there. So it's just uh-huh. like, oh, okay. I don't, <laughs> it's four daughters. Do- Somebody's allowed to have four daughters. Yeah. Look I at think the Duggars, they-, they have 20. I think they have four so they can like kill them off one by one. Probably. It's a dark show, I'm telling you. I mean, no one's gonna like, I, I don't think anyone's gonna murder anybody else, but you know, you never know. Uh, second of which I've watched is Loki. Oh yeah. It's, it's very good. And it's this is like why one episode out right now, right? This is one episode, but it's very good. Um, and this is why I'm saying truffle t- trees could exist because it explores the multiverse. Yeah. But it says that there is no multiverse, but there is a multiverse. But the Merce? Merce. Merce. <laughs> Purse first. Merce. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, I loved it. I stayed up way too late last night watching Potomac because I'm on season five, which is the most recent season. And there was this fight and I'm talking a fight. Like people need to be pressing charges fight. Oh, I love that. Like it was, it was jarring like to see just somebody be so out of their mind angry that they would, I don't know, it was, it's very weird. I feel like rea- I experienced you know a it's trauma. reality TV and not, like, I mean, it is semi-scripted, right? We all Right, it has to But be. also, like, the emotions and the anger to get that angry, that was legitimate. Yeah, and, like, I, I don't think anybody would agree to do that for TV, knowing that they're portraying themselves as themselves. Like, you know, nobody's going to take that hit to their reputation just to like be on a like stay on the reality tv show like Mm -hmm. that happened that that was authentic and authentic anger it was all over a truffle tree yeah (laughs) and they just started arguing and you know my snood's better than your snood Mm -hmm. my snitches have stars on their bellies and yours don't oh the places will go oh but my cat's wearing a hat Mm-hmm. And my ham is green eggs. You're one fish, red fish. I'm two fish, blue fish. Uh, what's the name of the fish? The filter fish. <laughs> the filter fish. The filter fish. That's not. Snoodle. Oh, nope. Ah! I win. I'm sorry for all the editing cons gonna have to do on my screaming today because this oh. is with the pre-workout. Maybe this is the secret. Like maybe I just take a pre-workout every time we record. Well, you do. 
Well, but most of the time, well, well, but well, then, but then you spin, but then I spin, so it kind of like burns it off. Yeah, but we're also recording the daytime today. It's hard. Uh, yeah, day, not our usual, not our usual time slot. In the morning, in the noon time. Hey, it just turned noon, so we did start recording in the morning. It is noon oh one. Um, uh, my oh, what? Mm? What? Mm? What about? Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh no, I'm broken. Oh, and my, I don't have my puppy right now. Oh, we saw Cruella. We saw Cruella. We saw Cruella. I Good loved movie. it. I loved it. Some people are like, eh, it's not great. I loved it. Um, Everybody I heard said it's great. It's very fashion. Um, I would say go see it in theaters. I think you need the full visuals. Yeah. Of it all. I think you need a ginormous TV or watch it on a projector or something. It is a pretty thing. Yeah. Um, I thought the beginning um, dawdled a little bit. Yeah, I was over the child stuff. I was like, give me Emma. Right. And I do feel like the switch into Corella was very fast. Yeah. I, I needed a little bit more transitionary there, but I also realized like we needed to get to the Cruella part. Blast this pin! Blast this wretched, wretched pin! So, yeah, like, so they could have spent a little less time on the kids' stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A little more time on um, that. And then uh, my puppy, as I said, is away from me for yeah. the first time ever. We're spending our longest time apart, 24 hours. Actually, she was alive for months before you ever knew her, so. Well, we don't count those. <laughs> the reality is of which that I experience. <laughs> Anything beyond that does not exist. Oh, you have a problem with object permanence. It's like Schrodinger's cat. If I have not opened the box, there is no reality. When you got Arlo, did she come in a box? Ah? Uh? Uh, no. The Tommy Pickles. Ah. Give it, give it, give her to you in a box. No. What was his name? Pickle Rick. <laughs> Bobby Pickles. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. It was weird to wake up without a puppy telling me to wake up. Yeah. Or to get home and not have to take a puppy out. Yeah. But she's getting. Uh, and then you realized how relaxing that was. No, I'm now not, she's I'm never coming puppy. back again. I miss my puppy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, can I just like get her at two o'clock? Is that too early? Well, you're having dinner with your sister. No. What am I gonna Where's do? Staying? I guess I'm gonna go take a nap. Take a nap. You know, what can't you do with pre workout there? You know, do those things. What can't I do? Do can't I? I can't. You can't eat raw meats off the floor mm. with the dog there. I can't spread grapes on the floor and run, run around on them. <gasps> you can't grape stomp. I can't grape stomp. You should make your own wine today. Yeah. Got any grapes? Well. <laughs> well, so now we know what we're doing. Well, that's what you're doing with your day. That's uh, what I'm doing with my day. It's not what I'm doing with my day. I mean, you could come stomp with me. No. I'm we could right. watch stomp. <laughs> we could watch the episode of Lucy where she stomps the grapes. Mm -hmm. But like remixed with like Kim Petras to like make it fun. Oh, or the Will and Grace version. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Colin says break, please. <laughs> I want wine. And on you there... sound drunk. <laughs> Good 
God. It's you noon, it. Tyler. You can't be drunk. You do it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> when we get back, we have two uh, very special guests. Uh, <laughs> their names are Fergus Wade and Devin Ibanez, and they are British, which is why we're recording so early. We'll be right back. Well, one's here. No. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back, friends, family, children. Nope, not children. <laughs> out, out with the children. <laughs> we are we are joined with two very special guests. We have uh, Devin Ibanez. Oh, Ibanez. Ibanez. <laughs> they all know I've had pre-workout today. Um, and his lovely boyfriend, Ferguson Wade. Nope, just Fergus. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> oh, for two. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Happens. Oh, it's okay. I said your names correctly before the break. So. He did. <laughs> I was like, I should let him do this. And then I was like, no, I usually do this, but not today. But wow. anyway, <laughs> um, for those of our listeners who don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Sure. Um, so as you said, I'm Devin Ibanez. I am a rugby player. Um, I actually just earlier this year recently came out as the first openly gay major league rugby player in the U.S. Um, and Fergus is my partner. Yeah. So I'm Fergus. Um, I'm, yeah, Devin's boyfriend. That's really my claim to fame, honestly. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. You do um, other things. I do other things. I'm a medical student. Um, we've been together for about three years. So yeah. What, uh, what's the name of the league that you play in? Major League Rugby. So they Major try to league like rugby. Major League Baseball. Yeah. Kind of sort of, you know, throwing themselves in that mix. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So Fergus, as we've found, your boyfriend is uh, top of his game in rugby. However, we have to know, are there any other games that you're better than him at? Ooh. Um, Devin's <laughs> shaking his head right now <laughs> and I want to disagree with him so bad but when it comes to any like physical game yeah. do I beat you at anything it's really soul destroying through our whole relationship I've been trying so hard where it comes to like anything like even like Mario Kart oh did I win or something like that like a <laughs> video games even them you beat me at which is just so sad. <laughs> um, Some people just have winning in their blood, you know? Yeah, I guess not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> today we went, actually, we went rock climbing and I was better at it than you. There so you I will take that as a win. Yeah. So, I, yeah. 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 Race to the top well, of the mountain, you know? And I feel like, well, but I feel like rugby players, they all have these like, thick muscular legs and so that must be tough to have to drag those up a rock climbing wall because mm -hmm. rock climbing is like all upper body right mm -hmm. yeah it was very difficult and we were like bouldering on an actual rock so i felt oh, like gosh. gravity was working against me but also you've beaten me at mini golf a few times very um very dark days when he beats me. Yeah. Um. yeah i mean we're both actually very competitive people yeah. So um, I've had to like grow accustomed to just losing at things. But when it does happen, it's so sweet when I win. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you hold that and you remember it and you yeah. use time. So I think like in our first year of our relationship, I beat you at like go-karting. I will never forget that sweet, sweet victory. Yeah. Anytime so we pass by like a place with go-karting, it's just like, just remember. Yeah. So um, talk to me about rugby and why, like how is rugby different from football, football. and why is it better than football? My my reasoning for why it's better is the shorts, but you know you can have your own. It seems like more strategy too. I don't understand football. It just seems a lot of going back and forth. Uh, both those are kind of valid. I would say that <laughs> for me with rugby, I really enjoyed it at first just because one was kind of the culture. Like when I played American football in high school, it was very much like, especially in the U.S. and I'm sure you guys know in Texas, it's like people take it very seriously. Yeah. It's something they've been playing and know exactly what it was throughout their like young years. For me, like with rugby, nobody really knew what it was and we were all just kind of like learning it <laughs> together. But from like a personal standpoint, I really hated football in the sense that they just tell you what to do. Like it's a play and you do one thing that play and you remember that thing and that's it. Whereas rugby is a much more like kind of free self-expression, if you will. Like you're kind of just reacting to what's happening and it's kind of very yeah. chaotic. And I think I relate to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Almost more like um, uh, soccer or football. Football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a much more like open-ended game. And I feel like the strategy in football usually comes more from the coaches and the people with the clipboard rather than the people. Right, actually. yeah. So like rugby, you're relying on the players and their like improvisational skills of... Or, I don't know. Like, that sounds exciting, right? <laughs> I think that's fun. Gotta follow your gut and like play hard. And also just like crazy things happen and you just have to react to them and hopefully it works out. And I really enjoy that aspect, I think. Yeah. yeah. Where in the US did you grow up? Brookline, Massachusetts. So like way up in the Northeast, just outside of Boston. Yeah. Love that. Great falls. Oh, <laughs> such beautiful foliage. Yeah. Um, all the least so people. Fergus dating someone in such a traditionally masculine especially in current society standards field uh does that mean that people make assumptions about your dynamic um and if so what kind of assumptions are they making yeah I guess people do in a way that like you know like people like pigeonhole gay relationships all the time into like who's the masculine one who's the feminine one uh -huh. you know you need to get your head around like for some reason getting it into like what would be a what would be the equivalent of a heterosexual relationship but uh, so i guess a lot of people um you know assume you're the masculine one in every like sense of a relationship <laughs> um which i guess is true for a lot of things <laughs> but some things i mean like like for example oh. yeah i was thinking the bug thing as well like Devin is terrified of bugs uh. <laughs> like insects bugs like he will jump up like screaming out the room and i'm the one left to do it. like they don't bother me at all um so i guess that's like one instance where i'm like the brave i guess what you would like traditionally masculine one in that sense mm -hmm. of like 
having to deal with that kind of thing but um we don't do ourselves any favors in terms of the stereotypes though because i'm like the athletic one and then fergus is like let's go watch musical theater yeah. and let's <laughs> musicals on our ride, so. yeah i really wish we didn't fit it so well <laughs> uh, i want to be like look this doesn't yeah this doesn't fit into your box of your norms but then yeah i like musical theater i like like clothes and you know fun i mean it it, it is kind of a a sitcom mm -hmm. <laughs> like the the rugby playing jock that falls in love with the, the american rugby playing jock yeah, yeah. with the there's a TV show here. I hope you're not offended yeah. by me calling you a twink. Yeah, no, I'm fine. And if any producers hear this and you know want us to be in anything, we will yeah. pick it up. We're ready. The real, the real rugby husbands of <laughs> London. Are... I would love that, please. <laughs> oh, so um, Devin, what are the stereotypes of the gay jock that like you wish people wouldn't project onto? gay athletes I feel like like there's not that many out gay athletes right so it's still kind of a I don't know people don't really know where they fit in it's a bit of a tough one though because it's like gay community or LGBTQ community expectations of a gay jock versus like everyone else's expectations of a gay jock are like very yeah. different things um so I think that I I did always find that a little bit difficult I guess one way I found it difficult was like before Fergus and before I met Fergus of just like being single everyone just kind of assumes of like oh the gay jock on grinder where it's just like you're just yeah. like someone who's just like very masculine and it's just like not gonna have feelings and just be kind of like the headless torso and I was always very like mm. sensitive and I'm very I don't know like I always wanted to connect with people and I felt like that didn't fall into like the gay community's expectations of like what a jock is quote unquote if yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I just assume that both gay and straight athletes all wear jock straps. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't think they do it anymore. Yeah, Why not for sports. Yeah, also that. Uh, no, think, well, I've I seen too many. I've seen too many pictures of rugby players' shorts getting ripped off, so oh, that might true. have stopped that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, you know what? Jock straps in rugby. Actually, rugby players don't even wear cups for some reason i don't know why we don't oh, i feel like there's a lot more grabbing exactly. in rugby though i feel yeah. like you'll just want to get hurt see the way i'll play y'all just want to get hurt <laughs> yeah i've literally never seen somebody who wears one in rugby so, it's <laughs> so as you kind of mentioned american uh british you do spend a lot of time apart um so what keeps your connection strong when you are doing the long distance part of your relationship? Um, well, I would say FaceTime works wonders. It's a yeah. lovely, lovely invention that we utilize pretty much every single day uh, when we're apart. Um, yeah, I mean, we're both quite good at like staying in touch via FaceTime and stuff. We always yeah. make sure we make time for each other, um, like, for me, it's the evenings. Usually it's when you get home from work. Yeah. The time difference isn't too bad. Um, so we make it work. But yeah, it's just like a lot of communication. You have yeah. to like be on it. I think if you're, it's difficult if you're people that aren't good at messaging. And it's not even my favorite thing to do, just texting people. Yeah. But I, I, on average, usually have 400 unread text messages. So that's, that's very hard. Not a lot. And also, Seems I don't fun. like to answer people's FaceTimes. I'm like, <laughs> 
Why are you doing this? Conditions yeah. <laughs> would probably not be your favorite thing. No. No. no, there's a lot of that. But mm-hmm. we also like we'll like watch shows together still. Like so, we'll do like yeah. Time we'll do little shows. You do the like start at the same time. <laughs> Three, two. We hey. actually do because we're really old fashioned, and you can't do like the you can't do like the Netflix party thing from different countries because you don't have the oh. same. Rule. So yeah. we have to do it the old fashioned way. Oh which, man, I wonder with the frustrating yeah i wonder what the new ios yeah the new apple thing they're doing yeah. the they're like upgrading facetime to where you can do like the screen sharing now so that's gonna revolutionize yeah. that's gonna save us so much time yeah. <laughs> of, of sitting there being like wait a second we're off and it's like wait 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 i'm out of sync and then they can't hear you because they're listening so you're like waving oh my like, yeah god yeah. forbid it's something with commercials and then you have different length commercial breaks yeah. Well, then also, you know, at the risk of the FBI coming for me, sometimes what we're watching is not on Netflix. And so the links (laughs) aren't always incredible. And so, like, if one of ours just, like, randomly starts buffering, we're just, like, frantically waving at the screen, being like, pause, wait for me. And it can take just, like, an extra 30 minutes. You got to start using a VPN. Yeah. Just, like, pretend you're British. I don't know. <laughs> Trixie yeah. and Katya advertise one on their podcast, so I assume it's not illegal. Is this about the movie Contact? No. I will not Jodie Foster this kind of behavior. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not illegal. It does slow it down sometimes, though, and also... Uh, money, yeah. yeah. Money. The ones you have to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would... Yeah, that's hard. I refuse to pay for anything. <laughs> yeah. For, for some reason, if it's an app or something that I have to... I mean, I'm subscribed to, like, every streaming service, so I don't know why... I've, care about paying a dollar a month for a vpn (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um so devin if you were to start a queer rugby league first of all do you think that you would be able to get enough people to join secondly how would you change the rules to like better fit like a queer rugby community well so in a weird way there kind of already is like a queer rugby league. So like, I don't know if you guys know, but there's international gay rugby is like a massive international. Oh, I feel like I did know this. Mm, Yeah, so they do have inclusive gay rugby teams. I'm sure there's more than one in Texas. So it's not quite enough to have like a full league. I could be playing gay rugby. You could be playing gay rugby right now. (laughs) (laughs) I could be marrying gay rugby. (laughs) Exactly, you could be going and meeting. So there's actually something called the Bingham Cup and they do it every two years, and it's like the World Cup of gay rugby. So they have like all the teams from but Australia, do, yeah, Europe. Do people also call it the Bangham Cup? Because like, <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> I, I'd say that the gays probably get pretty um, creative. So I think that's the best chance to just kind of go to the congregation of all the gay rugby players and just wow. take your best shot if you're single. <laughs> but yeah, so no need to really change any of the rules, I think. I think it'll be fun to do, you know, like add a little bit in, like when you score a try, like death drop it to the floor. Like, yeah. I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. Like, I we did a, yeah, t- touchdown dances are mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love Touchdown that. lip sync for your life. Yeah. <laughs> for extra points. We did yeah. play in a, in a gay kickball league here for a minute with Alyssa Edwards in the same league. And then they did a, a wig day um yeah so of course Alyssa's team like Alyssa just brings a van full of wigs so to her team the the majority of them were wearing a version of 
um, Laganja Estranja's I Feel Very Attacked Right Now wig, because yes. those were Alyssa's. <laughs> so it was just these big, ginormous, like, things just flying down the field. It was great. Just <laughs> What's covered, dust? In dust, covered in dust and sweat. That sounds... <laughs> that sounds but, nice. Uh, rugby is a much more physical game. I feel like that might be hard to do with wigs. A lot of them they, would snatch A lot of, they, a lot of they, snatching. They do sometimes do it for like social tournaments and things like that. They'll have like oh, really? bring wigs and stuff. But I think the big way that rugby like kind of tries to make the league more queer and gayer is they really just do it with the post-match. Like we went to one the other, we went yeah. to Prime Sevens that was hosted by the London Stags. And one way that they made it like more gay is they just had like a cutout of Gemma Collins behind the DJ booth. <laughs> so they were like, they like this. <laughs> For some reason they love this. <laughs> I love it. Well, we have hit our second little, our, our, uh, it's break time. It's break time. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we still have more questions. So stick around. Welcome back. Here we are. Now, one thing we do have to ask is we don't have people from across the pond very often. And as you are uh, new members of the Drag Race family, which I will still count, uh, I assume it's the Commonwealth of uh, Down Under, UK or Down Under? Oh, which Oh, I think, I think I like UK more, but I don't know if I was just, I'm biased because all of the references I finally understand. Uh -huh. I mean, after watching years of the US one and like 90% of things going over my head and Dev having to explain them, it's nice being able to watch it and knowing what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love- I'm just glad that I watched Kath and Kim before any of these started oh yeah 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 that's a key culture reference in both yeah. okay. and abfab oh i yeah. mean i just think i think uk is just objectively better yeah <laughs> yeah like sorry to australia <laughs> also down under bimini bond bulash was robbed oh well yeah. oh for uh, sure was. i was wondering how long it would take for her name to get mentioned <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> big fan love her so much love bimini. Yeah. yeah i think i would have to agree especially this last season i it's hard to compare because it's like are you saying like oh all 13 seasons of u.s drag race are better or worse than two seasons in the uk maybe not but this last season if we're just going one for one i would say i enjoyed the second yeah. season 13 was rough yeah it was just long. a ride long <laughs> yeah but um yeah okay so speaking of drag race uh you were recently on race chaser pod uh alaska and willem's drag race and other things <laughs> podcast so what were they like tell us about that i'm obsessed with alaska <laughs> i saw her naked one time <laughs> in a club in a wig flopping yeah that's that's not exactly off brand no. <laughs> no they're incredible like i had um i had actually reached out to willem because willem had like commented on my coming out post and i just did the whole like fangirl thing of just being like by the way you're incredible and she actually just like offered to have me on the podcast and I would just like immediately said yes. And they were like so nice. I was like insanely nervous though. Like to the point where I was like shaking during the recording. And I think that it also was made a little bit more difficult on me because 
Willem reached out to me and was like, we're going to have you do like a, like a Super Bowl segment. Like, could you do like a Super Bowl recap? And I was like, I have to Wait, do a different sport. <laughs> yeah. I have to do a Super Bowl recap to the fans of Race Chaser. Oh, God. <laughs> How do I make this at all like tangible for this audience? Just I, talk about the halftime show. Yeah. Just talk about the halftime show. Talk about who was hot in the game. And, you know, yeah. if the ball went up. <laughs> yeah. So that was a little bit of a struggle. It was luckily it was a very short, they put me out of my misery quickly. It was like a five minute talk about the game. And then we did like a little interview and it was, it was all good. It was really fun and they made it really enjoyable and we're just so like chill and happy to have me there. It was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite drag race Queens? Well, Willem and Alaska are definitely in there. I always have a top, I really always have like a difficult time. Like, ranking or like shifting oh, around there's always new ones yeah so like, yeah you gotta put them in. Yeah. like i feel like there's... bimini just like entered that top yeah. five straight out bimini entered the chat yeah yeah but uh <laughs> other than that i really like bob and monet are like two of my favorites as yeah. well trixie and katya obviously you can't not basically yeah. the pop name a more iconic duo yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the podcast queens uh, bianca del rio like there are so many that i love i'm really like a massive drag race fan so yeah. i could i could go on for a while about my favorite <laughs> we've had this conversation a lot yeah like, we have devon is like one of the biggest drag race fans <laughs> i have ever met i had never seen drag race before I met Devin. Like Devin, oh, see, there's a way you're breaking the stereotypes. Yeah, that's <laughs> another one. And I just think it's so funny how like into like the fashion of it you are, yeah. considering like you're just day to day wear. You can say like, it, considering I have no fashion. That's what, no, you're, it's what just, you're trying to say. Sometimes you go a full day with your shirt inside out and back to front, and that is just a a daily thing for you. But uh, <laughs> always makes me laugh how how into the fashion you are. But yeah. I mean, I was introduced to Drag Race by my straight roommate and his girlfriend. Because oh, wow. they were like, oh my God, this is like America's Next Top Model meets Project Runway, but better. And I was like, it's weird to me, Kyle, that you watch both of those shows regularly, <laughs> but I accept it. No, it is great. Yeah. I never, like, I never miss any episodes. And I'm watching Down Under right now. Fergus has had to put his foot down and he's refusing to watch Drag Race Spawn with me. So I now do I that. Just, I, if, here's the thing. If you, if US went over his head, like <laughs> same with Holland, like I, Holland for me sounds like they're speaking English half the time and I don't understand it. it is, so I think that there's something wrong in my well, brain. Holland is especially it. jarring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> España, I think it's going to be beautiful, but like I, everything is, I, yeah, I also haven't watched any of the like Thailand or the Switch yeah. or whatever. I haven't watched There's... the Switch. I haven't watched the Switch. No, yeah. I have watched a little bit of Thailand. There's just so <laughs> many seasons. There's too many. The thing that's why I put my foot down. I was like, we are watching a drag race, some kind of drag race, almost every night. I was like, <laughs> beginning I... of pandemic, right? It was just like this, and then All Stars, and like at a certain point, you were spending like four or five hours. Four you, hours on a Friday if night. If you throw in We're Here from HBO, yeah, it was like four or five hours of just drag every Friday night, which I was like. I had no complaints. He can <laughs> just like not get enough. Yeah. I, I have a limit. Yeah, and also the Drag Race, I will say, and this is my plug for Drag Race España, they actually explain a lot of the references and the puns in the captions of the show. So oh, they bring you along because there's a lot of like innuendos, <laughs> and like double entendres I mean, they make that don't make I'll sense. I'll try it. 
I'll try yeah. anything once, you know? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So Devin, um, let's talk about your Instagram. You have an Instagram, that gay rugger, I believe. Yes. Yes. That, that gay rugger. Yes. <laughs> um, so since come out and starting your Instagram, uh, has life changed in any way? I mean, you have like a pretty substantial following. I imagine people are like reaching out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has changed a lot, mostly because like podcasts, I'd never done a single like podcast or interview or anything like that before coming out. And now I do them like every single week. And so it's like, that's been a very big difference, like writing articles as well. I'd never written articles and now I'm doing like public speaking engagements and things like that. It's all stuff that's like very new to me. Um, but it's been awesome. I've also just not like been a social media person. <laughs> like before coming out, I had a Twitter I that I used for a marketing class in university and then a Facebook that I used regularly. And that was about yes. it. So I didn't even have like an Instagram before coming out. And I didn't even, this is a fun fact for all the fans out there, <laughs> is that I didn't even my own um, Instagram, that gay rugger. It was actually made by Fergus as a way to like encourage me to like share. Uh... So I ended up just like using it for after I came out, kind of naturally, that's what it became for. But I actually mm -hmm. wasn't the one who had the idea of making one in the first place. Yeah. I mean, like social media manager. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Behind every strong gay <laughs> rugby player. <laughs> he's an Instagram expert. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's given me like a six month crash course in like, how to make your stories and how to make mm -hmm. it not like a seven-year-old collaging it. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Like a lot of work went into what we've got so far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, Fergus Devon says you really inspired his coming out. Um, so what were some of the ways that you supported Devin during the journey of him coming out, uh, you know, on top of, you know, throwing him on social media? <laughs> yeah, aside from the Instagram guidance, um, I guess since you came out, or like, I guess it started before you came out, yeah. where it was a, like a long, a long road to get where you, you got to. Um, and it's, it was very difficult for a while because, you know, you never want to push someone to do something they're not ready for, or, you know, it's his life, his choices. <laughs> so um, it's, yeah, it was about kind of being there to support and encourage where necessary but not push I think it is a fine line um and I hope I did it okay yeah. um <laughs> but um yeah I guess it was a lot of like reminding you that you know sometimes you'd get caught up in the negatives of what could happen if you come out reminding you of like the positives and you know who will be there for you and things like that um yeah. and yeah I since you came out I guess just helping you manage all of the like crazy stuff that's been going on. There's just been a lot. <laughs> I mean, you came out just before my like medical school exams as well. So I was like stressed. Oh, the timing. Uh, <laughs> I do both. Um, both help you and like, yeah, memorize all this stuff for my exams. <laughs> but we got through yeah. um, and it was fun. Like a lot of the stuff now, I quite enjoy helping you out with. Yeah, no, a lot of it really was him just like reminding me that I can be patient and I can do it at my own pace. 
but I think it just takes a bit of a toll because we'd been together for like almost three years before I actually like came out fully. And when I say came out, like my parents knew, my family all knew. This is more like coming but out to society. Yeah, exactly. Like fully just like making posts and being like, this is my boyfriend who I love. That's the kind of step that I was really struggling to take. And so he really like stayed patient with me for a long time. And I think that helped a lot because I kind of took a lot of pressure off myself. But another way he was really helpful was I'd been putting all this pressure on myself of like, I want to be the first openly gay player to like come out who's like playing this level of rugby. And you and, were nervous somebody was going to beat you to it. <laughs> I was nervous that I wasn't going to be able to do it justice. Like I was worried that I wasn't going to be considered a good enough player or that I wasn't going to be like a visible enough player to do it. And so I think a lot of the time I would get very like down on myself and kind of feel like I was a failure. Like if I had an injury or I had like a bad day training or a bad game, I would just get very, very down on myself because I was kind of piling on all this pressure to myself. And Fergus would just kind of remind me, like, it's not that deep. Like, you're just like a rugby player who's sharing his honest, like, life experience. Yeah. Like, you don't have to pass any threshold as a player in order to be valid. Yeah. It's just rugby. No one's dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I, so I, one thing I neglected to ask, uh, since you were together for three years and you weren't, like, out, out, so it's not like he saw you on a rugby page and was like, hey, um, how did you two meet? the golden um, question yeah so i was in i was in the us doing research at the time um as part of my last degree so i was in um, boston doing that and then we just met on an app nothing very the app the app um so nothing very romantic <laughs> i wish it was you know you're like i wish we had like an interesting Story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of of that app is you can just make one up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could have, but I was like the web of lies, and now people asking about it all the time. I was like, I don't want to put a foot wrong and that to be flawed with the story. Well, yeah. I think that now if we just call it the app, it'll just become whichever app wants to sponsor us with a whole bunch of money. We could say it was yeah. that, hey, and we're just being open ended as to which app would like to fill that void. <laughs> Yes. So internet, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, when we first met, it was like I we went to go and get um, Thai food, yeah. and like it was a very interesting meeting story because I met at Devin's house. Um, we were walking down to the restaurant from his, but like he has a basement as part of his um, building, and oh. um, that's where I was meeting him. I was like, oh my God, he was getting shoes ready. He opened a door into his like dark basement. And there was this like guy, this big guy with this big hair, beard. And I was and like- you're like, this is where oh, I die. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> going through my head. And I was like, I'm in a foreign country. I'm yeah. like, my parents don't even know what happened to me. Uh, <laughs> um, but then you emerged uh. from the darkness and it was all fine. <laughs> we had a great time. But yeah. British student murdered in Boston basement. Oh, uh, that was running through my mind. A lot of bees. Yeah. A lot of bees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alliteration. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Devin, you've worked on some fundraisers for the Trans Law Center uh, to help defeat anti-trans legislation. So, can you tell us like more about that and like how you've been involved there, and then like any potential like call to action for our listeners? Yeah, so I got involved with that because originally, and this is actually something I discussed on the Race Chaser podcast, 
is I talked about the World Rugby ban that is a ban against trans women competing in international competition. So World Rugby actually during the pandemic became the first like national international governing body to like outright ban trans women from competing. So I was talking about that and there wasn't really any way for me to like make any progress on that issue because other than spreading awareness, it was not up for vote. It was not going to be changed anytime soon, you know, for another couple of years. So I actually got reached out to by an artist about, you know, trying to do something more broadly for the trans community. And obviously, as we know, with all the anti-trans legislation, there's been, you know, over 144 anti-trans bills introduced this year alone in the U.S. So we decided to do something kind of more specific, supporting a trans-led national organization that provides a lot of great like legal resources. So for those who don't know, the Trans Law Center provides legal advocacy for trans people in the workplace and in schools and in prisons, as well as, you know, providing community programs where they basically give trans people across the country an opportunity to kind of work on their storytelling ability and have a platform to share their stories with other queer people and kind of use it as a way to inspire them. So we thought it was a really great organization and we decided to reach out to them and I partnered with this incredible artist, um, the Brawlogist is his Instagram handle, also known as Richie Lopez. And we ended up raising over four weeks, we raised $8,500, which was our original goal was $5,000. So we were really, really happy with that. And all that money went straight to the organization. And, you know, when it comes to action items, I just feel like something that's really important right now that not a lot of people really talk about is just the importance of like, cis men specifically speaking up about these issues because i feel like even within the gay community it's still an issue that's very much led by the queer part of the community in terms of like non-binary people the trans people and even more so the lesbian community rather than the cis male gay community and i yeah. think that we really want to encourage more cis men to kind of speak up and say well even if we don't have somebody that we know personally who openly identifies as trans like we can still be vocal about this issue and say that this is something that should be important to all of us, regardless of whether or not we identify in that way. Yeah, I agree. That's like, I think in, in a lot of ways, cis men, gay cis men, and especially white gay cis men have still have like a considerable amount of privilege that makes us tend to feel more comfortable sitting back on these issues. But you know, don't, what is it? We don't. can't just let the lesbians take care of everything. No, <laughs> we know they get shit done, but you know, Oh my God, do they, they help? I need, yeah. I need like the energy they have every day. <laughs> um, so, um, quick change of topics. <laughs> um, we all know the rugby do have a uniform. Does that make its way into the home life? Question mark. <laughs> um, mostly just when you don't change after a match. I feel like you always come back with your kit on. You rarely ever like actually like shower and change there. Yeah. You do it when you get home. So that's usually the only way it comes back. But <laughs> well, I wear like a lot of rugby shorts around the house and stuff too. And oh, he's true. he's actually wearing rugby shorts right now, so he does enjoy. <laughs> taking some of my less fitted clothing and decides mm -hmm. to uh, kind of accept that as his own. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the shorts. The shorts yeah. are good. Big fan yeah, of I mean, kind of a short. Thighs out, you know? Yeah. Exactly. They are short. They are like short <laughs> shorts. Um, you see like booty shorts, but that is, they are the same. Yeah. The rugby community have just 
adopted maybe these. I should, like, just, maybe I should just start buying rugby shorts yeah. to wear everywhere. The annoying thing is they don't have pockets. Yeah. That uh, is... Oh, I hate that. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get some with pockets, but it's very rare. <laughs> yeah. Because why do you need pockets on the like the battlefield? You know. Yeah. What are you gonna put in there? Your phone. Yeah. Pretty much just your mouth guard, but uh, Ooh, you could, most rugby uh, players keep their mouth guards in their socks, which is oh, cool. interesting. Uh, uh, no. yeah, interesting. It's called flavor. Uh, um, heard of it. <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah well the first thing i thought about when you said he comes home a lot unshowered wearing his rugby uniforms i'm like you could probably sell those rugby shorts for like a lot of money on the internet but we'll see he's like that's a personal decision (laughs) i'll leave that Uh, if i fall on hard time soon you can again any offers let us know monetize yeah Yeah, this is what people are saying when they say i need to monetize yeah Yeah. there's ways to monetize everything (laughs) well gentlemen thank you so much for joining us today if you want you can follow me on instagram at homo's modern life and you can follow me at andy from boy story and where can they find you uh, so as you guys mentioned, I'm at that gay rugger on Instagram, also the same handle on Facebook and Twitter as well. And also we do have a TikTok, but don't get, <laughs> <Ooh. hopes up. laughs> don't get your hopes up. Same. Yeah. Um, and my ones are pretty much all at Fergus Wade on everything. But yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Enjoy your evening while we enjoy <laughs> our afternoon and we'll see you all next week. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Lovely to meet you both. This has been a Homo's Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. <laughs>